Welcome to the Haunted Hangover Podcast. I'm Louie. And in this episode, I'm joined by a special guest, a new friend, Mike from Whiskey Morgue. Welcome to the show, sir. Louie, how's it going, brother? What's going on, man? It's good. <laughs> Holiday season. The stress. <laughs> I felt, uh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, stress is definitely uh, is definitely on the on the menu for uh, the holiday season. That's for sure. It's like uh, you got you get like the Halloween season, which starts in like August now at this point, <laughs> and then you got Thanksgiving and Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate right afterwards, and New Year. It's too much. It's too <laughs> much to balance creating content like this. Working yeah. on other projects, life, family, friends, presents—it's crazy, man. It's always yeah. Chaotic. I feel like co- coming out of the uh, like obviously you and I would be the same thing. Coming out of Halloween season, there's just a expectation and pressure to pump out more content, to be more creative. Um, and then I feel like I have like a week at best where I, I have a chance to breathe, and then it's right back into it with the holiday season, whether it be content, life, all of that stuff. Yeah, man, it's 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 weird because you know, I love I love doing this, and I know you love doing what you do, and we're gonna get into that in a sec. Uh, but every now and then, man, you get that burnout. You need to take a week off <laughs> and, yeah. and and watch some TV in your underwear and like, <laughs> catch up on on movies and shows. <laughs> um, and I and I definitely did that because I needed. But, I needed but it doesn't it. count unless you're actually in your underwear. Like it has to be. You have to be in, in your yeah. underwear. Yeah. It doesn't count. You have to be full blown Al Bundy mode to really yeah. ap- to be peak laziness <laughs> <laughs> in between projects. But yes, that's enough talking about us in our underwear and being lazy. Let's talk a little bit about Miss Whiskey Morgue. Let's do it. Let, talk, tell the, the Haunted Hangover listeners, what exactly is Whiskey Morgue? Uh, I mean, at its core, it's pairing uh, what I drink, which is normally whiskey, um, <laughs> yeah. with with what I'm watching. And it's 99% of the time horror. <clears throat> um, it, do you want me to go into like what I, how it started? Yeah. How did, how did that start? I am curious because I don't even know this information. How did okay. you... How did you start, like, what inspired you? Because I, I know there is sort of a, I don't, I don't think seen is the right word to use, but I know there are, like, accounts and YouTubers and things like that that yeah. sort of dabble in horror and alcohol or spirits. Um, mm-hmm. Funny enough, when I started Haunted Hangover, that was something I wanted. That's where the Haunted Hangover came from yeah. initially. But uh, I'm not smart enough to understand flavors and taste and things like that when it comes to alcohol. Of any, No, don't get me wrong. I enjoy a good drink. But I just – I've never been – even with like beers. I do drink beer as well. Yeah. I've never been able to – like sit there and go, oh man, this has notes of this, that, and the third. I just don't think my brain functions that way. So yeah. whenever I, 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 you know, I see someone like you, and you know, other people that do something similar, I'm always quite envious because I'm like, wow, they know what they're talking about. If I had to describe a whiskey, I'd be like, it's strong. <laughs> yes. you know what, dude? A, a lot of it, a lot of it is. I'll tell you right now, a lot of it's. I don't want to say faking it, but when I when I got into 
feeling the expectation to like not just pair but talk about like the whiskey and the notes and all of that there was uh, you know i read reviews or watch reviews and it'd be like this tastes like grandma's blueberry pie. And I'm like, fuck okay. you, it does. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, it doesn't, it doesn't taste like that. And I, I, I usually was just like, yo, this is really good. Or it's like, like there, there was certain, you know, people always say, oh, I got vanilla and I got caramel and like that stuff. But I mean, with some <laughs> experience, pie. Like, whiskey yeah. and blueberry pie. I don't, I don't think I've ever had a whiskey that tastes like a blueberry pie. Yeah. I wish I did, but no. But I think a lot of it just becomes like, what do you associate it with mentally? And like the more I did it and the more I kind of just like, I would smell something and be like, yo, this reminds me like the nose, maybe like there's a hint of it that reminds you of a dessert I once had. Right. Uh, maybe not the blueberry pie, but like, you know, if I was like, oh, this reminds me of like more of like an apple pie and ice cream, like there's like, like those elements. Um, but yeah, I feel like, you know, I always say like I offer tasting notes, but like in the end, they don't really matter. And I actually don't like sometimes imposing that on people and being like, here's what you should look for. Because you know what? You might sit there and be like, I love this port and it and I, I can't fucking pick out a note, but <laughs> yeah. it's great. And that's that's awesome. So I don't like getting too highbrow with You don't want to become too pretentious now with your Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want exactly. to enjoy it as well. <laughs> yeah. But I so the whole reason that this got started was that like in complete honesty. I had an extensive whiskey collection. I was just into mostly bourbon, different types of whiskeys. And um, I was like, you know what? I see people online who have the same bottles as me. I have like a decent collection. Um, if I start taking pictures of them, maybe people will ship me free whiskey. <laughs> like that was like <laughs> the core. And for like a year, I would always like be with like friends or like, you know, I mentioned to my wife and be like, I could start an Instagram and and get free shit. Like I have all these bottles. Like I know what I'm talking about when it comes to whiskey. Um, but my wife's like, yeah, but you never do it. Like you, you don't actually put out <laughs> anything and you just talk about it. Yeah. You talk out your ass for a year and like you haven't posted anything. And she's like, start something. And she kind of lit a fire under my ass because she was like, you know, what do you do when you drink whiskey? Like, cause I'm like, I need to angle. I, I don't want to just take pretty pictures. I'm not really a photographer to begin with, like that's kind of like been fake it till you make it so far with what yeah. I do. Um, but we kind of sat down and she was like, look, Friday night, your jam is like, you put on a, a horror movie, you kind of stare at your bar for 20 minutes and decide what you're going to drink. And you sit down and you enjoy that drink. So like, what's the connection between what you're drinking and what you're watching? And I was like, well, well shit. Yeah. Okay. Like maybe this, this can be my angle, but I was like, it's super niche. And I don't know if I'm pigeonholing myself by, by doing that. So, um, I don't know if you can see to the, to the side of me, to my right, there's like the, the Funko pop, like the countdown calendar to Halloween. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. <laughs> so in like two, in 2020, um, she got me one and she was like, here's your homework every day. <laughs> you're going to pick out the character and then write a small blurb as to, you know, um, how it would pair with, uh, with a certain whiskey. Hmm. And, it was like a, a really good boot camp because I would just like pull up the character, try to think of a bottle I have, kind of find some kind of connection. So that kind of put me through the ringer. And I was like, I enjoy this. And, you know, I teach English by day. So I'm an English mm -hmm. teacher. And I always said I wanted a creative outlet to write. So here I was like, originally, I was like, well, I just want to post whiskey, but now I'm really enjoying like what I'm watching, pairing what I'm watching with, with what I'm drinking. And I feel like slowly it kind of evolved into the simplicity of like, before I thought I had to do like really creative pictures too. And I had the Funko pops, but then it was just like, here's what's on my TV. 
here's the bottle, here's the glass, this is what I'm doing right now, and here's my blurb. Um, I appreciate so I appreciate the minimalist approach. Sometimes you don't need everything to be oversaturated, bright colors. Like I know that's a big thing when people take pictures, especially with when you're trying to promote something, and especially in the horror yeah. realm or even in the nostalgia community, that's a big thing. And I'm not knocking it. I get yeah. it. But you know, even someone like me who who I've watched all your video, I enjoy what you're doing. I like the what I like how you have your TV set up. You have the bottle, the drink, you know, the way you kind of place everything. Mm-hmm. The minimalist approach is so effective, especially it comes off as almost classy. And I don't mean, again, going back to that word, it's not pretentious, but it, it's, yeah. it, it seems real. It doesn't seem like you're putting on a show. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, that was like a, a worry I had before, too, because like, you know, you see, you know, again, not to knock other accounts, you see some accounts that have like your TV is like engulfed by yeah. every piece of memorabilia ever and i'm like i don't know like, there's like, like my wife's into horror too but there's only so much i can get away with like of course. There's, there's parts of the house i have like my music room where i am now where i can like play around but like yeah like you know i was almost like is it too minimalist you know it, it's very clean in terms of like the setup but then i, I i've kind of come to appreciate yeah, man. And, and, and I, I feel better that you you too enjoy it <laughs> but just that like the clean aesthetic of like I feel like the, the focus really is just the screen, the bottle, and that's it. Um, yeah. There's kind of no other distractions. And, and honestly, even with your your merch and stuff, and I'm sure we'll get into that, mm. the minimalist approach, even with me nowadays, and, and it comes. this goes down to everything almost, especially when it comes to the horror scene and the way sometimes there's too much going on. Yeah. When either T-shirts, toys, Blu-ray covers, sometimes there's too much shit. And it's yeah. like, you know, it's nice when some brands take a more minimalist approach because it does separate you from everything else. You mm-hmm. know, we don't need you to stand there with your TV, 50 skulls <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, and 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 you, you know, watching a movie with the bottle, the glass, like, you know, it, it, yeah. it works. And I and I again, I appreciate it. I, I do. I think that's what that's what makes you stand out next to. Some of the other, I guess, alcohol horror-based brands okay. and accounts. In my opinion, this is Louis's opinion. So <laughs> don't go after Mike. This is me saying this. So <laughs> come after me. So you know. But it's funny because, like, even when I think about, like, when you ask, like, you know, where did it start? When I got the ball rolling, I was like, you know what? Then, like, here is my my new writing project. And I know it was faux pas to like write long captions. Mm-hmm. And I still sometimes question like if I need to move that over to a website, but like, I don't know, it's just, it's my jam. It's what I do. So um, it, it started off as like a, a writing project where I was just like, I enjoy creative writing. It, it's kind of about the whiskey. Like I can sometimes nerd out about the whiskey. I can nerd out about the film, but what the moment I looked for was like people being like, ah, oh, damn, that's clever. Like that connection yeah. is super unique. Or how the hell did you come up with that? And I probably spend more time than I should like researching <laughs> the history <laughs> of the whiskey and like uh, looking for interesting facts about the, the, the movie. Um, but then even then the first year I was like, I want to be completely uh, anonymous. I don't want to show my face. I just like, people are going to know my account by seeing the TV and the bottle. 
And that didn't work out as planned. <laughs> no, never, I, never does, man. From experience here yeah. too. So <laughs> that never works out because you realize you got to be in front of the camera, man, to get yeah. people to watch mm -hmm. and want to see all the hard work you're putting into your project. So, yeah. And, 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 and that's where like, when people ask me now, like, you know, what is whiskey more or like, where is it heading? And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, yeah. like it, it, in, in truth, like, you know, um, I think there's two things that came out of this. Like I enjoy my creative writing and that's for sure. Um, and I always thought, you know, I'll get picked up to write like, for instance, like for a whiskey magazine or um, hopefully a horror magazine, but I didn't think it would be doing what I'm doing. Mm. I, I thought that this would just be uh, a jumping point where, you know, um, people would be like, I like your writing, but we don't want to hear you pair whiskey and horror. So, you know, review this movie for me or just review this whiskey solely. But mm -hmm. like, and that's what I was, I was here for. I was like, I'm going to nerd out doing my pairings, but I'm not going to make anything bigger than this because um, people won't want that. And how quickly that turned around was yeah. <laughs> super wild for me. Um, and, you know, like one of the first interviews I did was with um, Ben from Fright Rags. And, you know, I remember commenting, I tagged him in something and he commented about the whiskey bottle and it was an obscure bottle. And I was like, ah, shit, Ben, you know, you know what you're talking about here. Like this, like <laughs> the average person doesn't know this yeah. bottle. And sure enough, we, we start talking and he's like, dude, like I collect whiskey and I find out that he nerds out just as much as I do. And then we get into this thing where we're like trading whiskey samples with each other uh, and sending them off to each other. So it was like cool that like I never thought there'd be a place for that in the community. I thought mm -hmm. either I had to go full out horror or full out whiskey, but here I was kind of like towing the line and thinking that I'll never get to really like make this something bigger than what it was. I'll just be the ominous writer behind the TV and the bottle. Um, and, and that was it. And then it just kept evolving and evolving. But, you know, for me right now, the biggest thing is doing something like this with like with yourself. Um, it's cool that there's such a community around this stuff. And, you know, I think in our short conversation, you and I haven't really other than DMs sliding each other's DMs, like we haven't really had this, but like, I don't like gatekeeping. I don't like be people being pretentious. So I'm all about like, you jump in wherever you're comfortable. Some people are more into whiskey. Some people are more into horror. Um, and you know, I don't care if you know every stat about the movie or, you know, yeah. every detail about the whiskey, like it's about community. And when people are like, you know what? Hell yeah. I, I enjoy your account. Cause like, you know, I enjoy coming home on Friday and throwing on a horror movie and having a drink, that, that's my time to unwind and they can relate to that. Then that's what I'm here for. It's like, I realize like me meeting people and realizing that there's more of, uh, of a community than I thought to begin with and kind of people bonding over that and just making friends on here. And you're, and you also shoot videos where you're front and center, right? And you're, you're doing more, because I've seen a couple of videos, and even what you did for the Haunted Hangover Halloween special this year. Yeah. You know, those videos, even, you know, side by side with your other videos where you pair the drink and, and the TV and stuff together, those are really well done, too. You do a good job kind of, you know, that's where you're front and center. You know, yeah. So that, was, so that was weird, yeah. too, because, like, so I got the gig, like, I do, um, like, Horror on the Rocks with Rumorg TV. Yeah. And, you know, it was like a lifelong dream for me to write for Rumorg. And I know they're from Toronto. So, yeah, I was like, maybe it helps her in my own backyard. And it, again, like maybe they'll see, um, you know, some of my writing 
and say, you know, review horror movies for us. Um, and then I got talking with the chief editor, uh, Andrea Subasati, and I was like, here, let me send you, like, she was interested in what I was doing, which I was already shocked. And I was like, let me send you some of my writing. And she was like, dude, I think this would be way better in video format. And yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, you mean like me talking to a camera? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, like when I was doing this, I'm supposed to be ominous. Mike, dude, like I want to be like a, a, the best description. We're, we're both wrestling fans. Like I want to be like the Undertaker, kind of like <laughs> in the you know, shadows. Very, yeah, in the shadows, like <laughs> super mysterious. You know, I love bands who wear masks. I love like yeah. wrestlers who wear masks or like have a minimal identity. And um, I'm like, I love writing. And, you know, I'm not, it's not that I'm not comfortable because I teach by day. So like, I, you know, I can talk to people, but the idea of sitting down in front of a camera was super daunting. And yeah. <laughs> it's I, two different I, things, man. Talking like, in front of a class yeah. and interacting. No. Public way. speaking and being in front of a camera and like someone hitting record and lights, it's very different. I I, yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean. E even for me, you know, I was never in, in in front of the camera. Like I'm a director at heart. Like I was always a behind yeah. the camera guy. So for me to eventually, much like you, be front and center on my brand, yeah. it, it was a little awkward at first, but you know, you kind of get used to it and it just becomes second nature. And it seems like with yeah. you, you see, you come off very natural. So it's not like awkward or weird or it, anything, you know? So. I, I always thank the editors, like the team. <laughs> so it's like a small team there, but like the first time yeah. I walked in, dude, I actually at one point while recording, so I walk in, I'm like, finally I get to visit Rue Morgue and they have like, memorabilia all over the wall yeah. and just cool artifacts and andrea's sitting there she's like i just want to watch you record and they have their team they <laughs> have sound um video and i'm like sweating and it's like that there's lights <laughs> on you and the first couple of times i couldn't even make it through the first sentence oh, and no. they were like dude drink some of your whiskey chill out <laughs> um use some of your social lube there and, and you're gonna be fine and um it's funny because like you said that now like when i go in there i know the team they're amazing um, I even got to know like the editors in Thailand. Um, oh, so wow. like he's from here, but they send stuff out to him and, um, you know, getting to talk to him and knowing like what, what, what he's looking for when he's editing, you know, I've, I have, I've done a few videos now, but I feel like I'm a little bit more of a well-oiled machine in terms of what to expect when, uh, when going in there. You kind of create instance, a format in day. your head, right? Like you kind of create, like you already know how you're going to start. And how you're going to end everything. It's my, it's kind of just a puzzle you put together and you kind of, yeah. over time, it just becomes second age. It's kind of weird how that works, right? Like how that, yeah, especially yeah, with creating I know my stuff. Format, I know that I want it to be like punchy, that it's mm. a lot of video clips. It's a lot of like quick to the point. Like I don't want to go off on tangents. Um, but there's like these nuanced things too that I'm sure you would understand. Like he messaged, Stephen messaged me the other day, the editor, and he's like, dude, when you mess up and you take your breath, don't glance at, at like <laughs> Ashley who's doing who's yeah, doing video yeah. right away it's like, because when I cut I keep getting your eyes to the side so he's like stare at the camera pause um so but learning <laughs> all of this is so foreign to me and yeah it almost I get I always say this and it's not to like you know uh it, I I feel like an imposter all the time because I'm like how am I doing this how am I like mm -hmm. doing this ridiculousness of pairing horror and whiskey um, and, and I always wanted to write for Rue Morgue. It was a lifelong dream growing up writing. And here I am. And they're like, we want you front and center in a video. And I'm like, this feels so wrong. Like, it's amazing, but it's, it was like a learning curve. And it felt, it felt like a bit of that, like imposter syndrome too. Um, but it's been nice because I feel like, again, community validates that, that, you know, people are enjoying it. And I had someone message me the other day who was like, um, she's like, I don't drink. 
but I loved your content. And I was like, that is the best compliment you could give me because she was like, I feel like on both ends, you don't seem like you're being pretentious or gatekeeping with the whiskey or horror. Um, and you know, for me, who doesn't know about, uh, I don't know about whiskey. She's like, I enjoy horror, but she's also felt, she said she's felt intimidated in the community before too, in terms of like, how hard can you deep dive into, <laughs> yeah, into yeah. facts and whatnot. Uh, and she's like, I really enjoy your content. And I was like, that was the best compliment because it's coming from someone who doesn't drink whiskey. Like, why are you watching horror on the rocks or like yeah. whiskey more content? And you don't even drink whiskey. So that was like the, the best compliment probably I've ever received. That is a good compliment. You're, you're, you're reeling people in that don't even drink booze. So that's always yeah. a good thing, man. So, <laughs> and, and, and with whiskey, what is it about whiskey that you love so much? I know that's a really basic question, but why do you, I, I'm, I, I know <laughs> you probably drink other stuff too, but yeah, what is it about whiskey that, you know, you collected bottles over time and, and, and what is it about, what is it about it specifically that you love? So in retrospect, I wish I went with IPA beer cans because <laughs> okay. dude, it, it would be a lot less expensive than, than oh, yeah. The, yeah, the, the whiskey side. <clears throat> I, I'm envious of the, the beer accounts, but um, I started off with like, I drank beer, I drank a lot of rum. I, I drank a lot of like dirty stuff. <clears throat> and I still do time to time again, yeah. not snob, not a snob. Um, but the whole, it started with bourbon. <clears throat> so okay. the, it was this fascination that like, I remember me and my brother, we went to a bar, we had a drink and I really enjoyed it. I think it was like bullet bourbon or something. I had like an old fashioned, I wasn't drinking McNeed at the time. I was mm. like, this tastes really good. And then I just kind of like looked it up and learning about like the legislation that goes into bourbon in terms of like how strict it is and like how thorough the process is. It felt like really like, it's going to sound super hipster, but like really like handcrafted, like, you can't add anything to the barrel. Each barrel has to be brand new, charred oak. Um, it, it, you're really taking like, you know, agriculture, um, distilling it down, putting it in a charred barrel that was lit on fire, letting it sit for 10 years, and then hopefully it turns out pretty good. So <laughs> it, it was this idea of like the craftsmanship, but then bourbon was cool because it was like the poor man's whiskey. Not so much anymore. Things have changed. So I started yeah. off in like 2015, but there was these bottles that were like 60 bucks. <clears throat> and I was like, these drink comparable to a lot of like these like high end scotches and whatnot. So I was like, Oh, it's affordable to collect bourbon. And I kind of like these backstories and they were kind of, you know, steeped in lore of like, how did they originate? And I was, as an English major, I was like all there for to give me more of that backstory of what happened historically <laughs> and how this came to be. Yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> some of it's true. Some of it you find out later is bullshit, but, um, <laughs> Yeah, I think it started off with the the whiskey and, and really just being like this idea of like super as like authentic and crafted as you can get um, and affordable. So, yeah. um, again, it's changed big time so, now. Bottles so, I used to pick up for like 50 bucks. It's a pretty manly drink like, too. It's a manly, <laughs> it's a man, it's a manly drink. I don't have too much machismo, but. <laughs> yeah, listen, man, you drink, you, you have machismo. You're drinking whiskey, you're drinking bourbon and whiskey straight. So, you know, at my, at this point in my life, man, whenever I, whenever I fuck around with whiskey, it's usually a rough morning the next day. So <laughs> i got to be very honest. What would be for a guy like me who. Yeah who would drink whatever, you know, 25-year-old Louie 
We'll throw, mm-hmm. we'll throw down Jack Daniels and like throw down like, what's the other one? Evan Williams, whatever. Yeah, I was. <laughs> Jim Beam. Is Evan Jim Beam. Yeah. Get hit with all that stuff. What would be a good <laughs> bottle? Obviously reasonably priced. We're not, we don't want, yeah, I don't want to drop yeah. $250 on a bottle of whiskey. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. what would be a good place to start that's not those brands? And just to kind of sip and you have to create the whole like, like ice ball thing, right? That's like a thing. I, you're you know again. What? So I, this is foreign to me. So yeah, okay. We'll we'll, we'll do a, a Louis pairing here. There so, you go. <laughs> um, the, the the thing is, like, I I drink neat usually now just because like yeah, I've been drinking it for a while. So I find like if I'm really kind of like picking apart the flavors in this preference, but there's sometimes where like it. I just want to throw it on a big thing of ice just because yeah. flavors change when it sits on on ice or the That's water. That's how that I've only it. had it, by the way. I've never had, like, I don't think yeah. I've ever had a glass of, it's always been with ice, always. Yeah. So, and even I and, think water and, and, at one point. So, yeah, and that's where I started too, right? I think like, um, and again, I come back to it, but it opens up flavors big time where um, it's really a nice experiment to start off with something, sip it neat. It's usually hotter, you know, it's going to be, it's if, you know, if it's a higher proof, and then you add a little bit of water. What do you think of it with a little bit of water? And mm. maybe you like it, maybe you don't. And then you add a bit more water or an ice cube. And like, obviously it kind of dilutes it a bit, but then you get like a lot more, I find like, you know, the citrusy flavors that come out. Um, but it's it's definitely like not, there's no right way to drink, I always say. Like <laughs> uh, there's, you, you drink it however you want. Unless you're taking expensive ass whiskey and throwing it in a, a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's people that do that. So <laughs> Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. So anyways, for you, I think like the, a bottle that got me kind of like onto like better stuff and it's still a big name, but it hasn't been impacted too much. And I think people sleep on it because it was a bigger name, but uh, Four Roses, okay. they have um, a bottle called Small Batch Select. Hmm. So they have like a regular small batch. I think in the US it's like, 35 40 us okay but like small batch select is like i think 55 us um so not bad <laughs> yeah like but what's crazy is that in like blind tastings it compares to a lot of like higher end drinks hmm. um and again that may, brings me back to why i fell in love with bourbon is that like it being affordable accessible um and not being so like snobbish right so mm-hmm. um you know i think like for 55 bucks like they're is it ticks every box that I like in like a solid bourbon. It's a little bit higher proof. I think it's like 50, it's 53%, like, like 106 proof. Okay. I want to say. So like it's, it packs up a little bit, a little yeah. bit of a punch. So you could, <laughs> you can You're sit on it. Or, on you can, that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or you can throw it in with like, again, some water or, or, yeah, or, or yeah. rocks. But to me, that's a solid bottle that, um, funny enough, I feel like it keeps coming up now, like hmm. in the bourbon universe or whiskey universe, People start chasing all these crazy rare bottles. And I'm sure like when I see people with, with VHS tapes, if we're creating yeah. a horror parallel, like you can deep dive so, so hard into that. But, you know, it's nice to kind of come back and you're like, yo, I can buy this bottle on the shelf right now for 55. And it's just as good as some of the shit that you're chasing and overpaying for. And this is like a reminder as to why did you fall in love with this yeah. to begin with? I like that, man. That's a good way of kind of putting it with just like you don't always have to spend an arm and a leg to get something of quality. Because even like if you don't know anything about bourbon, you know, it's always good to, you know, most people that are not, I guess, into into it 
wouldn't know where to start. They'd be like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna, it's going to be nasty. It's not going to taste good. So it's good to kind of just yeah. gauge what would be good for somebody when they're starting out, you know, sipping and, on it because that's what you're going to do. So I think like what's been eye opening is doing the horror on the rocks thing has been fantastic for me. Um, aside from like, yes, okay, I get the opportunity to do this video content. I'm working with Rue Morgue. Um, but it kind of brought me back to like, you know, what, how do you make it accessible again for people? And, you know, um, for like people who follow me, who are like deep, you know, like super steep into the whiskey side, you know, they, they, I'm sure they have comments like, why are you doing this bottle? And like, that's not the best. And, and I'm like, but if we're looking at a mass audience, um, some people might be new to it. They might be curious and, you know, it's easy to kind of find yourself in a, in a really obscure corner of the internet where, you know, people are there and they're like, yeah, I know everything about whiskey too. And I know all these brands, but you're like, like, yeah, Louis, like, you know what? I want to try to sit down and appreciate a drink. Exactly. Where, where can I start? Yeah. So, and that's why I started moving into other alcohol too, with that show, because I was like, if I'm going to do this like long-term, um, until they tell me to stop, <laughs> am I just going to do whiskey? Now there's different variations. There's scotch, there's rye, yeah. you can get into like, like whatever Canadian whiskey, but um, not everybody wants to drink whiskey as well. So now I'm, am I going to segregate that audience? Because I'm like, yo, you drink gin or you drink vodka. And at one point I drank all of this stuff. And I still sometimes do. I go, I don't go to parties and they're like, oh, we're, we're serving these drinks and we have vodka. I'm like, fuck you. Where's, where's the whiskey? I'm not drinking. I want my whiskey. I want my bourbon. Yeah. Get that vodka I, away I have my, me. my briefcase. And <laughs> you pour on a glass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imagine you show up to the party with a glass, like a little suitcase with like your own glass. That'd be amazing. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> I'm sure those people exist. Like they where's do, the bourbon? Do. Where's the bourbon? <laughs> get, the, get your, uh, your uh, what's a what's a big vodka? Was Ciroc vodka? I don't even know. Mm. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, but like, get that out of here. I, like, the last episode hasn't come out yet. It should be out soon for Rue Morgue. I, I was pairing vampire films, and I think I one one of them I paired a red wine, and I was like, oh, yeah. "Yo, I drink I drink wine too, man." Like, I yeah, drink, like man. on Sundays when the family gets together, I drink some wine. So I'm just like, I'm really trying to have fun with it and open it up. And again, like. <clears throat> Although I am whiskey morgue and there, that's still that like identity um, on my corner of the internet in like ins on Instagram, I do really want to open it up to to everybody again who you know if you want to enjoy any kind of drink and and watch a movie. Um, I, I've even talked about like on future episodes. I want to do mocktails, man. Like yeah, people man. who people who don't drink or like enjoy um, something like the cocktail and they just don't. Regardless if they just don't feel like drinking that day or they, you know, have quit drinking, like, again, like why alienate people? I want to have everyone involved. So that's something that like I'd like to that's explore awesome. as well. So That's really so. cool. That's cool because you can easily have, you know, like Dave here who's part of Haunted Hangover. He's never had alcohol his entire life. But if you give him a mocktail, you give him a mocktail, he'll he'll drink it. You know, there's no booze in it, so he'll he's he's straight edge. He's very proud. So yeah. He, so you know, but he'll have like a Shirley Temple or something. If you give him like a <laughs> some sort of mocktail, he'll enjoy it. So there are a lot of people that don't drink booze, and I and I and I respect that too. That's that's cool. You know, so that is a good idea for you to kind of delve into that world of mocktails and. And, you know, even me, I've tried with the cocktail videos. I do them from time to time. 
Uh, and again, yeah, it goes I saw back it to when I scrolled, I scrolled in the, in the down in the past. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's tough, man. You know, you got to have a real knowledge for this stuff. And I'm trying to teach myself. I'm trying little by little, trying yeah. to teach like but, what but flavors. What's go funny with about what. that too is that I, I I was also intimidated because you know um, with doing the horror on the rocks or um, trying to like grow my content. You know, I was like, well, let's offer like here's the drink. Um, here's what I think of it. Here's the pairing. What can you do with it? Like in terms of a cocktail. And I was super scared at first because I'm like, I'm not a bartender. Like, yeah. yes, I'm, I I make drinks sometimes at home, but I'm not a bartender. And, you know, my wife being as great as she is in terms of like talking me off the ledge all the time. She's like, <laughs> that's right. You're not, you're not a bartender. So just you're the average person at home. Like put yeah. the drink together. The, the other, I don't know if you saw, I did that blackened whiskey reel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so she like, she's pretty good, like on the fly cutting, like on the phone, like videos and whatnot. So she was like, okay, I'm going to film you doing everything <clears throat> and, um, I'll put it together and make it 20 seconds and make it look clean. And you'll, you could throw some music, write your caption. I was like, okay. <clears throat> so we start doing it and she's like, okay, now stir. Like, what's the next step? You're going to stir, stir it up. I'm like, yeah. And I think I put the spoon be between like my fingers here. And I was trying to like, She's like, what the hell are you doing? And I was like, I saw a video where like the bartender was, she's like, stop, like grab the spoon, like spin it around. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. And, but even I was like, oh, I need to look professional. Like, yeah. and, and, but I'm not, man. Like, and I, and I have to like keep myself in check that like, as I explore these other things too, that like, like, you know, yes, like, I guess like whiskey is my niche and, I, and I'm well versed in all of that stuff. But as I explore cocktails and stuff too, I'm throwing it together at home just like anybody else. So I guess to be a little bit more transparent about that is the, oh, is the way to go. And, and with ev with everything, like anything you're working on content-wise, whether it's a podcast, videos, reels, TikTok. And I feel like especially this day and age with, with, with you, what you're doing, what I'm doing – it evolves. It's constantly evolving. Yeah. You know, you know, people have shorter attention spans and you, you got to chop things up. So what you're doing works perfectly because you have kind of like the best of both worlds where you're doing kind of short format stuff and longer format stuff. Yeah. So I'm sure, you know, as you continue, you will just evolve more and more and, 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 <clears throat> and do new things and figure you're on the right path, man. You're doing it. So <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, it's, that's uh, the it's, most it's a important scary thing. path sometimes because you, you know what you're comfortable with. Right. Yeah. And like, even just exploring, like I said, different spirits and whatnot um, was, was kind of daunting because I was like, no, but I got comfortable. I'm the guy who can like uh, find this obscure pairing and do something cool with it. And then trying to expand and, and, and evolve. And now I, I'm where exactly where you're, what you said is that I'm just like, you know what, this is a fun ride. Like just roll with it see where it goes and, and enjoy it, man. Yeah. That's, that's, that's all you can do when it comes yeah. to just putting yourself <laughs> out there and putting all your work into what you, all you want is someone to watch, enjoy what you're doing. Even if it's that's it. 15 people, as long as they enjoy it and 100%. they like what you're doing. So that's, that's what's, what's most important and that you're having a good time. That's yeah. also very important. 100%. Um, you know we're a Halloween podcast, so I got to hit you with one quick question before we go. I know it's not the Halloween season right now, but no, we got I, it. We got it. It's it's always Halloween. I, here. I'm recovering post Halloween blues, so hit me up. <laughs> there you go. So I uh, I want you to talk about Halloween a little bit. You know your love for the holiday. Uh, maybe hit us with a a a a memory that's important to you from Halloween's past. Like what what is it that you love about the holiday? Why is it important to you personally? 
and hit me with a memory. Okay, so I mean, I grew up in a in a really large like Portuguese family, so I'm Portuguese and Italian. Um, but I was really close with all my cousins. Um, and I'm not the youngest, but I'm kind of like towards the younger side of, of the group. <clears throat> but I have like a few cousins who are older, and we'd get together and it I don't know. I asked my mom this the other day. I said, mom, like you're into horror a bit, but like not crazy. Like she watches the odd movie or whatever. I'm like, yeah. why did we have so many random VHS tapes with like movies now that are like, seem like deep cuts when I, when I bring them up, I'm like, why did we have those in the basement? And why were we at like seven years old watching them <laughs> downstairs? <laughs> like, so we love the idea of like being scared, like watching these movies the adults played into that too. So they'd be like, oh yeah, you want to go watch Child's Play in the basement? Cool. Like, if if you're scared tonight, that's on you. Like, don't come to our bed, first of all. <laughs> you're on your own. Further, like, one of the, like, they're upstairs. Like, I, I made a post the other, like, uh, a couple weeks back about the adults literally being upstairs, having coffee, drinks, smoking cigarettes. And then one of them being like, look, I'm going to, I'm going to go scare them downstairs. And all of a sudden, like, we'd hear something in the background. So it kind of evolved and we loved, like, making haunted houses. And we would do, like, some of us would make the haunted house and you'd have to go through it. And it was like uh, an essential part of like my childhood fabric and, and, and growing up. So naturally, like when Halloween came around, it, it, I almost had that like hipster mentality from young where I was like, oh, but not everyone's doing it. We do this all the time. Like we love <laughs> scary movies yeah. and whatnot. But I would say like my my, my greatest memory is always um, getting together and then including friends, like starting to go to school. Uh, find other kids who either their parents allowed them to watch horror movies or corrupt the other kids who weren't even allowed to watch The Simpsons. And I'd bring them over and put on The Exorcist. <laughs> Traumatize them. <laughs> I probably messed up some kids. But, yeah, for um, sure. <laughs> but even on the more innocent side, like I remember having the um, the the Goosebumps marathons and the Are You Afraid of the Dark marathons. And it was the idea of like building up to Halloween. They would like run those, um, you know, uh, leading up to it. And we would we would go to the store and pick out our snacks. And I was I talk about like the pairing element where obviously I wasn't looking to pair exactly, but you pick your favorite, you know, bag of chips or your favorite drink. And we all got together and, and we binge watched whatever marathon was on. So it was like very early on this idea of enjoying the thrill together and making an experience out of it. And I think like, when people ask me about favorite horror movies and stuff, like I think I sometimes overlook the Scream franchise. I love it. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, but I just yeah. won't ever really mention it in like my like you know top five or whatever. Um, but I realized how instrumental it was into like my love for Halloween because I remember going out when like the first one came out and me and my friends got the ghost face masks. Two things. First of all, you could hit up a house twice because everybody had the, the yeah. mask on. No one was so, keeping track. <laughs> no, no one was keeping track of what ghost face was. You can't. <laughs> but um, it kind of dawned on me where I was like, oh, this is why the movie's so effective. Because when it became like, you know, more meta in terms of like self-aware and all the people were wearing masks and, you know, I was like, that's pretty scary. Like, you know, you see and the, the, the more of the newer ones did that with the subway where yeah. people have the mask on and who... Who is it? And, you know, I think like that's where it kind of dawned on me, like the idea of like the, the slasher, the masked slasher is pretty scary with like the Scream franchise. So kind of growing up with that made me gravitate towards 
more of those types of movies. And I find I kind of naturally went backwards into like the Halloweens and, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street. No, of course. And we're, we're basically the same age. So that was in the nineties. And that's why I never shit on that franchise. You know, whatever, whatever sequels are better than the others, regardless. Yeah. Um, Because that was our franchise growing up yeah. you know in the 90s you had scream one like scream two came out a year or two after and like you said the mask was so prominent you know those halloweens you'd see t- mm-hmm. it basically took over the bootleg jason mask like the hockey mask yeah. it went from yeah. like everyone in the late like a late 80s into the early 90s everyone wore a hoodie with yeah. a really shitty hockey mask they bought at like you know Target or whatever store, yeah. discount, like whatever store they would go to. And then when Scream came out, Ghostface, that kind of pushed the Jason. Everyone forgot about it. Like, no one forgot, but you know what I mean? It's kind of like, oh, Ghostface was like the new shiny toy. So yeah. I get that. And I feel like for us, people that grew up in the 90s, those movies were important in kind of shaping us and what we liked. And I'm sure people older and maybe a little younger feel the same way. It's like you can't really mm-hmm. – and I know people that are not huge fans of those movies that are around our age, maybe a little older, yeah. but still appreciate what they did with horror during during that time. And I love how you mentioned everyone having a ghost face mask on Halloween because it goes to – show. there were probably kids that didn't even see the movie but knew yeah. – what you know who goes face or knew the mask you know what it came from so that's always been cool same thing with jason i feel like and jason, I, I think like when we talk you know, about because like we we're on the same age um and i know we're both into wrestling right like for me yeah. i i kind of you know i've talked to you about like how jokingly i wanted to be the undertaker when i started with yeah, yeah. again like but um there was a lot of overlap i find with like wrestling and horror too right so for me you know when when there was those like funeral par- uh parlor segments or like the Undertaker went missing, I was like, oh damn, where is he gonna <laughs> show up next? Like, yeah. and then you know, Ultimate Warriors puking, and like, uh, uh, so for like the, this mysterious element, the Papa Shango's, the stings Papa coming Shango, down from the rafters, yeah. <laughs> like it, all all of that like really appealed to me. Um, so I find I find like you know, we talk about growing up like me and my cousins. There was two things: we were making haunted houses or wrestling each other. Like that was. That, that's all that we was had, it. Like, man. We, we made fake belts and we we wrestled for them, or we made haunted houses yeah. like that. But uh, exactly I was literally literally in the same boat, man. Wrestling your, your cousins, your siblings, yourself. Wrestle, <laughs> yeah. take your wrestling buddy and beat him up and pile drive <laughs> yeah. him, and then you know watch horror movies and make haunted houses. That's kind of just <laughs> that that def those those three things definitely molded a lot of people in yeah. our age bracket that are into this stuff. So I, I totally see and, and totally understand. It's weird because when you talk to someone that's into all that stuff, it's like, you get it. You understand, yeah. you know, yeah. Some people, might be, oh, that's, that's fucking corny, blah, blah, blah. Like, nah, nah, you don't get it. You don't understand. No, but that's it. why when I was introduced to your mm-hmm. account, I was mm-hmm. like, so he talks about horror, but the name's haunted hangover <laughs> and he incorporates booze time to time <laughs> and he also loves wrestling i'm like hell like sign me up like this is like yeah, again it's 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 my childhood it's everything i know that that really like shaped me like I, my um my wife laughs that like there's two things that i'm doing at night if i'm on my phone i'm either writing something for like a post um but if i'm watching content like on youtube um it's usually like wrestling with regret 
or, yeah. you know, um, or like something or related. And I'm kind of deep diving uh, into that. But it's like those two things. I know that it's comfort for me because that's what like what formed for me sure, man. growing up. Always th wrestling, even at its shittiest is highly entertaining and trust yeah. me i'm definitely gonna have you back on the show when we cover a halloween havoc episode in the yeah, future yeah. so you'll I'm definitely all, be coming it. back you'll definitely be making another appearance because i feel like I, I need you to come back for you know we always do at least we try to do one a year we try to do a halloween havoc episode we yeah. did one last year around wrestlemania time so You'll be making another Dude. appearance. I think yeah. that'll be a fun. I don't want to delve too much into wrestling to spoil it. Yeah, but yeah. Definitely get you back uh, in the future to talk wrestling and, and talk all kinds of uh, ridiculousness in that world. And because <laughs> it's always highly yes. entertaining. Um, but let's talk about the main topic. It okay. is it is the holiday season. You know, it, it it's 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 that time of the year where. It's supposed to be cold, snowy. A guy in a big red suit comes down the chimney, gives people presents. And I thought, since you were going to be on the show, and we haven't really done this at Haunted Hangover. We've never really done, like, favorite horror holiday moments or, you know, holiday horror moments, however way you want to say it. <laughs> you know, not, not so much, and this could be from a movie, TV show, old, new, whatever. Yeah. We've never really done that. We've usually kind of talked about, you know, a specific film or Santa Clauses or ho holiday yeah. memories. So I thought, you know, you being a horror aficionado, much like myself, I thought we'd come up with four interesting picks that might not technically be horror because I'm guilty. One of my picks is technically <laughs> not horror, but also is because that's how I roll. Uh, yeah. So I just thought it'd be a fun little thing celebrate i got my little tree back there unfortunately it's pretty I it's small it's i know I, big... I, need, I need to put a i need to put a hat on uh on, on this guy over here or something because i need a christmas fi uh yeah. set up couple of uh snowflakes in the background so yeah. blood bloody snowflakes i even yeah. have a little i've got a jack-o-lantern back there he's he's i'm pointing at him right there okay yeah, yeah, I, see it, Jack, I, see it. I put a i always put a santa i have this like santa beard and glasses connected and a santa hat always I'm, put I'm, it on i'm gonna copy you year. i'm gonna get a santa hat for him and uh and throw one on you're gonna if you, you see any content to. come from me it's you're, it's gonna <laughs> be credited to you <laughs> you got you gotta decorate for the time man you know so yeah it's i listen i love halloween I also love the holiday season. I love it all, man. I, I, I had this epiphany uh, where like yeah. post-Halloween, I am like, damn, like it's over now. And, you know, I feel like there is this, like not even joking, like you come down off of this like high of like it's yeah. the season, you're, you're doing your thing. And then I'm like, yo, I, this is what I love the most is like picking out movies that like, you know, are, are horror that are invading Christmas. Christmas yeah. is supposed to be the like, most innocent thing ever, right? It's like you know, the, the big jolly guy and, you know, all of that stuff and the Christmas magic. Yeah. And I'm like, when you, when you kind of like disrupt that, that is, makes it even better. So when you mentioned to me and you were like, look, like we spoke earlier, like weeks back and you were like, okay, I want to do something. We'll do like a Christmas themed episode. <laughs> and I was like, shit, that made me a lot more happy. I was like, I can look forward to this because like, it's true. This is why we, we kind of enjoy it all year because you know, you can kind of find your place no matter what time of uh, the year it is. <laughs> it could be 
Easter and you'll <laughs> yeah, there's something. figure something spooky out there. But yes, Mike, since you're the guest, hit us with your first pick. I'll come over and you, and you, can, you can suck it. Suck it. Okay. Listen, you pervert. Why don't you go over to Lamb of Kai? They could use a little of this. Oh, why don't you go find a wall socket and stick your tongue in it? That'll give you a charge. All right, so I lost sleep over this because I was like, <laughs> you know, if I go too obvious, like people are going to judge me. But truthfully, judge, from the heart. Judge-free zone, man. Yeah. Judge-free zone. So, There's no judgment This here. is not the reason, but I'm going with Black Christmas, the original, so 1974. And aside from it being the first of many, the holiday slasher, we get like things that inspired my favorite movie, Halloween. So we get the, the first person point of uh, point of view. Um, we get the phone calls inside the house that would like birth scream, the scream factors way before it's time, which is insane. Um, but the one thing that stands out to me and the reason why I picked it is that the first 10 seconds of the film, like maybe 20 and the last 10 seconds of 20 seconds of the film um, were what resonated with me the most. So like, Growing up, um, I would drive to my aunt's house on Christmas Eve. And um, when I watched Black Christmas, it always looked very familiar. And I was like, that feels like Christmas. And it made it feel more real. So it was kind of like more disturbing to watch that movie and be like, yo, that looks like where I live. Like, where, like you know, obviously it's not a sorority. And you come to find out later on, it's not actually a sorority no. where they filmed it. But the, the key connection here is that it was five minutes from where my aunt lived. Mm. So... I'd find that out later on that like, I was like, oh shit, like, yeah, I knew it looked familiar, but I it, like, I Google mapped it like years later and I was like, oh, that's five minutes from my aunt's house. So, <laughs> that's, that's amazing, yeah. wow, yeah. That's, that's pretty so cool. I, 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 would, I would then like go like look at the house to visit. It looks mostly the same, like, like uh, it's wow. actually a very bougie neighborhood. Like oh, my really? aunt is like on the border, like my aunt had money too, but like that was like, <laughs> you know, um, over there, which is why it could be a sorority house, but yeah. <laughs> um, the, the idea of it feeling like Christmas um, and and it reminding me of going to my aunt's house was like the big thing. But then the other side of it was that, like, again, like watching the film, you just kind of see that someone's staring at the house. And, you know, it's probably why I love Halloween, too, with that first person point of view. It's super creepy. You kind of see someone scoping the area. Um, and I think like what, like Silent Night is playing. Yeah. Very, like very quietly. Mm -hmm. And it's just the house and it's just lit. That music's playing, you see someone creeping. I feel like what I talked about earlier, disrupting Christmas, I'm like, that is the most horrifying because on Christmas, everything, again, mm. should be happy and fluffy, the most joyous time of the year. And something like that is happening, you know? And then, like I said, when you come to the end, we're back at just the house and you just know that he's in there and she's in there and she's in the yeah, bed and that's fucks me up every time but like dude it's though that ending like when olivia hussey's in the bed passed out and yes. you get all the like long and it's dark in the house yes it is insanely eerie because like you said you know he's there but you don't like you don't really see him you don't see it and it's it yeah. is eerie and i think that the, the entire film has sort of it's weird because it's supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year and, yeah. and happiness and lights and Christmas trees and wreaths and Santa Claus. And there is a, like, the movie is dark. Mm -hmm. Like, everything about the movie is dark, but it also has, 
it's weird. They, they're able to even when you go to like is it uh, Morgo Kidder's death? Her character's death scene with yeah. the with the I the, the the is it an ice? What is it again? It's an ice. Uh, what what's the thing that she gets killed with? It's um, the um, what is it? I, I forget. It's like an ice thing. It's like an ice statue of some kind. Yeah. yeah. Losing points here. But you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Because yeah. she's passed out sleeping. That's how, you know, that scene, the way they build up to that, the girl upstairs with the bag overhead. It's it's insane. It's kind of mean-spirited. And that's where yeah. the weird balance comes from, where it being but, Christmas. Yeah. I think, like, the, the, the thing that messes me up is that, like, I, I mean, I, I love a minimalist approach, like, with any movie. Yeah. Um, I, I really don't like seeing who it is. Like, I have a big problem with, like, I won't get into it. Like, CGI, like, oh, the whole time you, it's creepy. You're building it up. And also you show me this character who's, like, elaborate CGI. And I'm like, oh, fuck, you lost me. Like, um, that, <laughs> that person's not there. That thing's not really there. But, like, yeah, like, when you see when you see Billy or, <laughs> and yeah. you see that eye, the eye like, ball, you don't really, yeah. like, you don't see much, right? You kind of just see a silhouette. Like you said, it's very darkly lit. And, you know, you see the eye. I'm like, that's creepy and then the shit he's saying on the phone too oh yeah he's saying some wild like, shit <laughs> yeah like you know again scream scream kind of like flirts but like not what what he's saying on the film there so when again we get to the end and he's in the house and she's in the house like yo remember that first phone call to the house and the and the, and the shit he was saying like is it just to me I, I don't even know if it's just about killing anymore and that's where it gets really disturbing and like perverse but Oh yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 Billy's super perverted on the phone. Some of the stuff yeah. he says, quite, quite risque. <laughs> say, yes, I won't repeat it here, but <laughs> he does say some. Listen, he's a he's a, a crazy pervert in the movie, and then you know the movie also has like a weird, like was like the boyfriend and abortion. There's like a lot of subtext yeah. in the movie too. It's and I think that's what's so special about it. Mm-hmm. You know, that it has, you know, she's pregnant and it's just a lot of like drama, human drama. Yes. Then you've got the horror. Then you've got yeah. like this weird. Oh, it's not supernatural, but he almost like the Billy's presence feels supernatural with the eyeball. It's I feel like no other Christmas horror movie has been able to to do that again no there's a lot of good yeah. ones don't get me wrong there's a lot of great christmas horror films but i feel like in even some of the remakes which i don't want to get into here yeah. <laughs> um, that's what it lost that creepiness isn't really isn't really there and it's technically yeah. not really like a slasher film they it's before kind of the standard yeah. what you would know as a slasher film and and then meshing it with the, with the holiday season and Christmas and all that stuff. So it's a good, it's a good one, man. It's, it's always, I watch it every year. I go out yeah. of my way every year. I haven't watched it this. I actually, no, I did watch it. I watched it last week. What am I saying? <laughs> um, I always throw it on, you know, even if I'm not fully paying attention, I'm editing yeah. or something. I'll but, throw it on I, in the background. To your point, it's like, it feels like I said, for me, it feels like Christmas, but I don't know if it's even really trying to be a Christmas movie. Like no. it, it, it's, it's obviously it's strategically set during the holiday but like it's not overtly trying to throw christmas in your face but maybe that's why it felt more natural to me that like you know it's just the time of the year and then yeah. that's that and that's what's happening but and then bob Clark i'm glad you approved on. though i'm yeah, I, I was I approve, very nervous man. about my, my number one <laughs> i approve man and even like when you go to like bob clark with, with the christmas story it's just crazy how he was able to contrast that complete a completely yeah. different type of christmas movie 
same same director that was what was so genius about that guy i always say that like the fact that he was able to make two christmas films that are completely different types of movies he was he was flexing hard yeah it all really was flexing hard that was like a real big flex big strong arm there (laughs) he was he was pulling but and when you think about it two classic christmas movies even though one of them people are brutally murdered still yeah I'll stick this fork in your eye. Why don't you beg Santa for a pair of balls? Beth, say grace. Dear Lord, thank you for the bountiful food that you've provided for us and that our loving family can be together this Christmas. Also, thank you for not making us poor or Samoan. All right, so my first pick is a ridiculous one, and it's not even an entire movie. It's, it's, it's a scene from a movie and I'm glad you mentioned wrestling because that plays into this as well. So I'm glad how this all just kind of worked out. And, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I love that. Um, and this is the opening scene because I want to cover this on the show in the future because this movie is fucking bonkers in general. It's ridiculous. Uh, but it's from the 2005 film Santa's, uh, Santa's Sleigh, which stars Bill Goldberg. The WCW uh, guy that destroyed everyone for like two years, undefeated streak. Uh, Everyone's favorite big man in that era. The guy who couldn't really wrestle but was just a presence. That's basically what Uh, The master of the squash match. match, Yes, exactly. He would destroy people in 30 seconds. And it's interesting how his career morphed into like he went from wrestling to popping up in movies and TV shows. Very odd because he is always Goldberg. That's yeah. it. <laughs> there is no, even in this movie, he is Goldberg. And it's funny. Uh, I, I believe if I remember correctly, and you might remember this too, he was in WWE at the time because I remember he was growing a beard for this movie and i was like why i didn't connect that but it's true yeah that's when he had the beard he had like a big beard because they would have to attach the fake santa claus beard to his real beard so i remember them saying like oh he's promoting you know he's working on a a santa claus christmas themed horror film and at the time it was a big deal because goldberg had finally jumped like finally jumped ship and agreed to work in WWE because he was one of the last guys to to you know one of the last WCW purist guy like lifer yeah. guys that actually went to the and it was a short run i think he was only there for like 2 years disappeared and then came back in the last 5 years yeah, yeah, interesting career Bill Goldberg has, but I don't want to bore everyone with everyone with that right now. Um, quick, Mike, are you a Goldberg fan? Real quick, so before I, I'm glad you asked because yeah. I wasn't, and yeah, I here. worked Not at Blockbuster. Guy. So mm. when the movie came out, um, I I intentionally did not watch it. Wow, and. And I, I was just like, okay, again, wrestling guy, right? Mm-hmm. But I was like, what the hell is this? Like Bill Goldberg as like <laughs> a crazy Santa. And I wrote it off. Big yeah. mistake because yes. <laughs> <laughs> revisiting it later, I was like, this is gold. Like no, no pun intended, but. It's phenomenal. It's, 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 it's good. So, um, but it, it's funny how much, like I'm telling you, dude, like I would go back through the favorite section of Blockbuster. I worked there. You could get free rentals. Yeah, you could yeah. get free rental. You didn't have to pay for it. Didn't want to rent it. 
Like well, I was just like avoided it. Like, no. You're like fuck Santa Claus Goldberg. Yeah. I don't want to see that shit. Uh, yeah, I, I remember. I would, I would, I would time to time. I kid you not. I would turn over the the box because um, it was still like a VHS at that point. Yeah, and I'd be like, Nah, like I can't, like I can't do this. Like I'm like, because again, I I wasn't really like of all the characters I liked in wrestling. I appreciated where Goldberg stood in turn in the industry and who he was and whatnot. Yeah. but I was like, he's not like what I like. And I'm like, and it's exactly what I thought. What ended up being the the great part about it is that I'm like, he's just going to be Bill Goldberg as Santa. But when I when I finally let down my guard and watched it, yeah. that's the best part about it is that exactly. he's Bill Goldberg as Santa. <laughs> it's crazy that it's a real movie. It, like when you tell anyone yeah. the plot of it, like that can't be a real movie. Basically, and I'll get into the scene, the opening scene that I love in Santa yeah. Slay, but... Basically, in a nutshell, Bill Goldberg is Santa Claus. And in the film, you learn through this like kid and his, I think it's his grandfather or something, or fa- I forget, but the context, it's not important. But you learn yeah. that Goldberg, as Santa, this version of Santa Claus, some sort of curse or something, like with Satan, is involved where they forced him to deliver presents on Christmas for like a thousand years. And this yeah. is the year where that finally ends that curse or whatever is lifted. And now he just wants to kill everybody. Like that's naughty and shit. Like that's just, yeah. he just wants to murder and slaughter. And that's the, basically the plot of the film. Inge- it's a genius idea, just brilliant. And I think when the movie came out, people kind of shunned it. They were like, oh, Santa Slay, Goldberg. Yeah. Who wants to watch that shit? Direct to video. 2005, that was the direct to video era. And yes. um, I think now almost 20, yeah, it's 20 years at this point, right? Um, right? Yeah. yeah. Shy almost of it, but close to. I, I It's got a cult following now. It's fucking ridiculous. And when you watch the movie and this opening scene, it's kind of hard to believe who's in it. Like you, yes. So, so let me let me dive in before rambling. I can. That's why you know what. Let me stop myself here because I do want to cover this movie in the future eventually on the show. Yeah. But so the movie opens up with this like pompous family, rich. They're like these yuppie rich people, and they're having their holiday dinner. And there's like weird stuff going on. I think like one of the characters is having an affair with the with the guy's wife. This, that, yeah. and, and the third. But the, the really nanny. yes, exactly. The really <laughs> weird thing about this scene now is it's just the opening three minutes of the movie. Movie. You've got James Khan in an uncredited role. James, <laughs> Con- the Godfather. <laughs> And he, you know, Elf, everyone knows him, you know, from Elf, another great Christmas movie comedy. Um, James Caan, Misery, phenomenal actor in this dumb movie in the first (laughs) three seconds of it. Like the first three minutes, I mean, of it. You've got the nanny, Fran Drescher, random, random, Rebecca Gayhart, and Chris Kattan. SNL, <laughs> Saturday Night Fever, not Saturday Night Fever, a Saturday Night Live, I mean. Yeah. Fran Drescher was in Saturday Night Fever. Um, but yes, you know, Chris Kattan from, from Night at the Roxbury fame. Night at the Roxbury. Yeah, great movie. Love that movie. Yeah. Guilty, not even a guilty pleasure. I love that yeah. goddamn movie. And they're all brutally slaughtered by Bill Goldberg Santa. <laughs> it's, 
It's fucking ridiculous. The first Dude. thing he does is kick a dog across the room when yeah. he comes down the chimney. There's like a little annoying dog, and Goldberg <laughs> kicks the dog across the room. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, one of the first things that people don't want to see in horror movies is like the the pet getting hurt, and the first person who gets attacked is the dog flying across the room. <laughs> and honestly... <laughs> You don't even feel bad for the pet because no. it's kind of an annoying little dog. Like, they were pretty <laughs> smart in doing that with that being the first pr- thing killed in the movie. But it's like this yeah. little annoying. And it starts growling at him. And you're yeah. rooting. And, you, and what's weird is this family is so unlikable. You're rooting for Bill, Go- Bill Goldberg, Santa, to murder yeah. them. He, he, uh, he stabs James Caan in the hands. It, it, yeah. like two, I don't know if it's two forks or two candy canes. It's something that he stabs him into the table. Yeah. He bashes Rebecca Gayhart in the head. He lights Fran Drescher. Oh, he like lights her up in flames. She's that, that, all lit up. Terrible CGI, all burnt. It is bonkers. And then, then, he, then he drowns her in the eggnog. Yes, in the eggnog. <laughs> perfect, perfect way to kind of tie that all together with the hot. He uses the holiday against them. Yeah. I love that. It's just so fucking crazy. And it, it's a good way to start an outrageous movie. And then all these yes. known, especially in 2005, these were all familiar faces. These were all oh, yeah. people that you recognize. And you're like, why are they in this movie for three seconds? Why? It's ridiculous. I, I, I was like, I was like, someone pulled strings and like was friends within like the, the, the community because to get like, you know, these act, actors and actresses uh, to this like pedigree to just be in this opening scene. To like I said, they're not James even in the movie. Khan in a dumb yeah. Santa Claus Goldberg horror movie is yeah. crazy. It's just wild. It's just, and then looking back at it, you know, it's just it's just very it's nutty, and that's what I love about it. And the whole movie, and I felt the same way you did. I was like, this is stupid, and I've grown to much like Black Christmas. Yeah. I throw it on every holiday season from time to time because of how fucking dumb it is. But it's it's a breeze to watch, too. It's an easy watch. Insanely oh, yeah. dumb, though. Insanely dumb holiday movie. I love it. <laughs> cool cool little, like, um, like tidbit. So, Rebecca Gayhart, right? Um, I, I did a pairing for Urban Legend. And oh. um, so I had her uh, on the screen or whatever. And uh, I don't usually like, I'm not going to tag people because I'm like, oh, is Rebecca Gayhart? Like, like if she did see it, she'd be like, this is bullshit. Like, who's this yeah, guy? <laughs> like with a, a whiskey way, bottle. <laughs> um, and so funny thing was that like, so she likes the post and I'm like, oh, wow. Cool. Like cool. you saw it, you like it. Yeah. And I was like, you know, maybe she's just nice. Maybe she likes everybody's stuff. My buddy, Eric, who's from Kentucky messages me and he's like do you want to hear a cool story i'm like sure he's like so rebecca's from kentucky and she was my babysitter growing up oh wow so so this whole like i guess maybe you know her connection to kentucky and bourbon is why she gave me the 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 petty the 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 like but i'm like i'll take it but it was cool how like that came full circle to kentucky and bourbon and whatever but yeah she grew up in in kentucky and, and was my buddy's babysitter Shout out to Rebecca Gayhart. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Oh, and you're fucking home alone again? Dude, what are you doing, man? Please let me out of this. What's the level with his head? What the fuck are you doing, dude? You're gonna kill him. Just stop it. 
Garrett, Garrett, right? Yeah. Please untie me. Okay. You said that the paint cam would knock him back, like in the movie. Uh, okay, look, I take it back. Everything I said, I'm sorry. You win, just stop it, please. Let's just try it one more time. So, because I was stressing over Black Christmas being like an iconic classic, I'm like, okay, Mike, have some fun with this. What's a movie that like caught you off guard that you thoroughly enjoyed? So I'm going with uh, Better Watch Out from 2016, I want to say. I could be wrong, but let's say let's let's say 2016. Yeah, it's past couple. It's a contemporary film in the last <laughs> less than 10 years. So Yeah. So um, it's one of those where I feel like when I mention it, it's like a 50-50 split. Like either you've seen it or you haven't seen it. And I like recommending that one because, you know, it is is one that I enjoy. And I think slowly I'm kind of revisiting it too, kind of like each holiday season. And I'll explain why it may, I made this my pick. But um, for me, it should I give a background? Like, I feel like if I give a background a bit, like it'll it's like spoil it. There's spoilers. a big twist in the movie. Yeah. I wouldn't. Okay. But, I wouldn't okay, so spoil here, it. Here's, here's what I'll share. Growing up, I loved Home Alone. Like that was like mm -hmm. the holiday movie of holiday movies. Like again, our age makes sense. Um, and it's funny because now like my my niece is seven and she watches Halloween, uh, I say Halloween, Home Alone <laughs> on repeat, okay? And um, so I, it's kind of, I think one that could just be passed down traditionally. So this movie kind of provides a lot of like nods and Easter eggs um, to Home Alone. So. When I was watching this, kind of not knowing what it was, I don't even know if they got a theatrical release. I think it was like uh, it might have been right very now, like a limited. Exclusive. Yeah, I know it became a shutter, a shutter exclusive, which is interesting too because though the the what's his name, the dude from Stranger Things is in it in a really yeah. kind of brief role, and that was around the time he was on the show. I remember too. So, mm -hmm. so like you know, it, it was one of those that like. I'm watching it and I'm seeing all these nods to Home Alone. I'm like, oh, this is clever. And again, there's twists and turns. But the moment that um, I have to highlight is the paint can kill. So without giving too much away, um, dude gets tied to a chair. <laughs> yeah. And one of the characters is at the top of the, of the, the banister upstairs. And he has the paint can. And I remember his friend, you know, is like, freaking out. And he's like, are you going to fucking home alone him? <laughs> yeah. so he actually says that. He's like, are you going to fucking home alone him? And he's like, yeah. And anything you thought about the actual physics of what would happen if a paint can, a full paint can came swinging down Smashing at your head. Face. Yeah. yeah. There's uh, there's paint and other things splattered all over the place. Um, so like that scene, because it really drives it home directly with like, are you going to yeah. home alone him? I enjoyed, but like overall, the movie kind of had that fun feel to it, even though it gets pretty like weird and and, and there's the twists yeah. and turns and and I like yeah, the again. twist without saying what it is. I know we're kind of because I think it's a movie. <laughs> I think it's a movie people should watch more. People don't talk about it enough. I think it's a good movie. I I enjoy. Yeah. It. I've only seen it maybe twice, um, but I do enjoy it. And and I remember when I watched it. It's one of those movies you don't know where it's gonna go. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of flips things on you. And you're like, oh, shit. Like, and that's, and, yeah. and then it does have a good kind of Halloween atmosphere. And there you go, Halloween, Christmas yeah. atmosphere <laughs> yeah. um, throughout, too. And, 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 then and when you're I look right, at, like, a lot of Home Alone kind of, it's almost like a horror Home Alone in a way. Yeah. 
like yeah at the beginning there's like the spider walking around the house yeah. and he like gets the spider and i'm like okay like you could tell like it's intentionally mm-hmm. making these nods to the movie um but for me it's like yeah it was fun it kept me guessing which i love and that's why we fell in love with like the the red herring and screams like who is it who done it yeah, yeah. um and, and that kind of stuff but um it anything that kind of like feels refreshing these days i feel like especially if you're like really into the genre if you're kind of like oh i thought it was gonna go here but then it went here i'm like that's great and like at the end when it again full circle there's like you know it kind of ends off almost like this like kevin McAllister moment you know and kind of like watching how everything unfolded um and i was like oh this is so like <laughs> like what a nod to to the movie and such great writing and again it was like really it could get really violent like you met, i mentioned the paint can is my favorite scene mm-hmm. and it, it, it is quite violent and gory but oh, like sure the movie the movie's still pretty like light and fun and plays into like the holiday season and i'd say what well, i think the theme between my picks is that it's not overtly christmas it's christmas time it feels like christmas but other than it being set in the holiday season it's not really like instrumental to what plays out so. yeah I um, it's one I want to revisit this year. I I did I put it on for the episode and kind of skimmed through it, and I went to that scene specifically. Um, mm-hmm. I, that's always I think it's underrated in a way. No one really talks about it. You hear a lot about Black Christmas. You hear about Silent Night, Deadly Night every year. Yeah. We we, and I love the both of those movies. You know, but you, it's been at this point, it's tired. Everyone knows them. Yeah. So I feel like more people should be revisiting this movie. I don't I don't think you hear about it enough. And then considering. It, it, it obviously is inspired by Home Alone, like heavily. Yeah. I think more people, that'd be a fun double feature. Watch Home Alone, then watch this. Like yeah. it'd be kind of kind of <laughs> wild. Um, I meant to ask you, have you ever seen on YouTube the Home Alone with Blood? No. Have you seen those? No. So I highly recommend you do this. And also- so they, they create more of what, like the real- so Thing would be? someone, I forget the person's name. I'm, I apologize, but, but if you Google this or you go on YouTube and type in home alone with blood, it'll pop up in two seconds. Someone re-edited the traps in home alone and what it would be like on the human body. If it was like the accurate oh, representation, cool. representation of what would happen if you were hit, hit in the face with a paint can, a brick was thrown at you. And they digitally add blood and fuck up the wet bandits. It's wild. So when I saw this scene, that came to mind. I was like, those, and I wish they would have done more of them. I think they only made maybe a couple of them, but they're literally home alone with blood. So you see, like, I think there's the one scene where he throws like the giant, it's like a pipe or something over and it hits both of them and they fly. And it's like what their bodies would look like mangled after that happens. The bricks being thrown off from the second one. You gotta, it's it's fucking weird. It's almost like a little, um, not eerie, but like a little uncanny valley. You're like, wow, this looks like it would actually be, like if this was in the movie, it'd be a hard R. Like it would be a really violent film. Yeah, but that's why why I like, like better watch out because that scene, because I'm like, you know, you realize how like, how dangerous, what, what like all these like uh booby traps that like yeah. Kevin plants around the house again it's fun and they're like ouch ooh like you know um but you know when you're like yo what did this really happen and they explore that like I'm iron. definitely tonight when my wife's like what are you watching in bed I'm watching Home Alone with Blood 
<laughs> Dude, sometimes I think about it. Like when you watch, uh, like the fact that Joe Pesci's character, it's a Harry and Marv, right? Uh, yeah. Gets his entire head lit up in flames and he's able to walk around after. It's pretty ridiculous. Iron to the face, <laughs> feet frozen to the ground. Like, it, like you'd be dead. You'd be in shock. Yeah. So it is kind of crazy how, like, you know, the people that I, I don't even know the director of the film, but um, of, of Be- Better Watch Out, like that that guy kind of took those elements, which are everyone remembers the traps. Pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Just highly recommend checking out Home Alone with Blood, though. I think you'll appreciate it. It's it's wild, wild. Yeah. Shit, and, so. and, and with Better Watch Out, I know we, we we've danced around it. If you haven't watched it, like. You'll enjoy it. Like there's a reason why we're not splurging all the information but it's a good it's like, a good twist that's why <laughs> yeah die you son of a son of a so the last holiday horror moment i wanted to talk about isn't even from a horror film <laughs> and it's one i don't i don't it's horror but it's the movie it's in is technically not a horror film but it's a scene I feel not a lot of people talk about. I haven't seen a lot of people talk. I feel like i got to remind people that this is a thing in the movie. And the scene is the Christmas sleigh scene in Ernest Saves Christmas. <laughs> so if you're not familiar with Ernest Saves Christmas, that's basically what the movie's about. It came out in, I think, uh, it's 1988 is when it was released. And Ernest P. Worrell, I'm a big Ernest fan. I'm assuming you are as well. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure most of the listeners are as well. He has to save Christmas. He's got Santa's bag and they're trying to get it back to Santa. And Santa's looking for the next person to take up the mantle of Santa Claus because he wants to retire or whatever in Florida, I think is what it is. Yeah. Um, it's pretty, once again, silly and ridiculous. It's an earnest movie. Another must watch for me every holiday season. Like Home Alone, I've got to watch Ernest Saves Christmas. It's It warms my heart. Such a great, like, when it comes to nostalgia and Christmas, like, obviously, Christmas Vacation and things like that always yeah. pop up. And I love those movies, too. But there's something about Ernest Saves Christmas. I think it's just I was really young when I saw it. I think it was, like, five, I think, when I rented it for the first time or something like that. Yeah. And I was able to understand the plot as a little child. So. <laughs> yeah. I've always I've always loved the movie. I, it's 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 fucking so much fun, and and I always have a, a great time with it. And there's a scene in the movie because, like I said, the Santa Claus is all over the place. He's in. He's here. He's interacting with Ernest, and he's telling people he is the real Santa Claus. He gets arrested at one point. <laughs> Shit ha- And no <laughs> one believes him that he's the that he's the real Santa. He's just looking for his magical Christmas gift sack. And there's a scene where he ends up on a movie set because he's looking for his successor, this guy named Joe, who's like an inspiring actor, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And he stumbles on set, and this guy who plays Santa, he's a fan, he's a fantastic Santa in the movie. He does a great, he, he looks, sounds, and acts. He's very kind of, He's kind of a gullible guy, and he thinks everyone is, you know, appreciates and loves the magic of Christmas. <laughs> like, he's kind of oblivious to shit in the yeah. movie, and it would make sense because he's Santa Claus. So, yeah, he stumbles on this film set, 
and he, he somehow sneaks into it. No security attacks him or anything. <laughs> it takes him violently hitting someone to be to be taken down by security. Um, he stumbles on this set, and it's like this cabin. He sees the guy, Joe, who he wants to talk to and convince to be the next Santa Claus. And, and it's kind of like a running subplot throughout the entire film. The guy shaves his beard off at one time. He's like, what are you doing? You know, you're supposed to be Santa. You're supposed to be jolly. You're supposed to be this, that, and the third. So he ends up on this set. And the set is like this great kind of Christmassy scene. you got a Christmas tree. You've got two kids, their dad. He's like, oh, go to bed. Santa's coming. You got, you got to go to sleep. And the guy who's the actual Santa is looking on. He's all, all wide-eyed, and he loves what he's seeing. <laughs> And uh, what ends up happening is there's this like weird growling or at the door, this creature not like tears the door down. It looks like the creature from the Black Lagoon covered in moss and seaweed. You know what, I was thinking that's, a swamp thing. Yes, like, that's a better way. A very swamp thing, creature of Black Lagoon, yeah. It's like a combination. Tears down the door and Joe, as this character, grabs a shotgun points it at the creature and is like die you son of a and he can't say son of a bitch because he's he's becoming santa claus and he can't be that edgy you know he he can't he can't go, go to go to he can't go to that to those type of measures and just kind of cursing and dropping a you son of a bitch which isn't even that serious of a curse word he's not calling him like a motherfucker um, but the real Santa is taken back by this. He can't believe that Joe would star in such garbage. And it's really <laughs> funny because there's this scene where the director, uh, Santa, goes up to the director. And the director's like, Santa's like, what is this? This isn't Christmas. I thought this was called Christmas Sleigh. And he goes, there's no sleigh here. And he goes, not Christmas sleigh, Christmas sleigh, S-L-A-Y, sleigh. This is, a, a, this is about an alien terrorizing a family on Christmas Eve. And he punches the director because he's so disgusted, which is pretty hypocritical of Santa. Yes. Would, it, it's a weird hole in this plot. He's upset that this guy is starring in this horror film but he'll punch an innocent an innocent director like it's contradict it's a contradiction Santa oh. come on man come on uh, dude but <laughs> it's a great scene no like when he walks on the set and he's like so like starry eyed about like yes, oh yes. like he's like in touch with like the North Pole and he's like oh look at all this stuff here yeah, yeah. and then watching it, him him peer on or like unfolds and he's just like distraught as to what what's happening <laughs> is, is the so absolute best upset. he's so pissed <laughs> off about what's going on like it's it's funny because it, and you and when you watch the movie as a whole this yeah. is kind of out of left field and i remember as a kid finding it kind of scary i was like what the fuck is this where did this <laughs> come from like what did this turn into and then it, obviously, if, you know, you watch it as an adult now, it plays into the narrative of him wanting to find the next Santa and he can't believe that he can't convince this guy that he is the successor. He is the next Santa Claus. And it's just great. And I feel like not enough people talk about this scene. I've always Dude, loved I, it. I, I was uh, I had a good laugh because like when like uh, I was I was going back through the movie recently and I actually forgot that was even in there altogether. Yeah, like, again, I'm an earnest it. fan. Um, you know, Ernest Scared Stupid or uh, Ernest Saves Christmas. Like, you know, I'm like, I like these movies, but I was like, 
oh wait, there's like a, a, a Christmas horror movie happening within <laughs> the film itself. And I'm like, what? Like that totally like, when I think back to the movie, it's not something that, that comes up. But related but not, I had a funny laugh because like my daughter, we're watching, like she's like two and a half and we we're mm. just like watching some TV and she was like, on Disney, she saw like, um, it was called like the Santa Clauses. Mm-hmm. And um, so this is fresh off of like, I just watched the Ernest movie and it's called the Santa Clauses and you know, Tim Allen, the Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the whole thing, the new one is he's finding his successor. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh, cool. Like this is, yeah. Like it was the same thing where he's like, okay, he's like, I'm looking for who's gonna who's gonna replace me. Um, obviously, much better done with uh, in the Ernest movie. Wow. So the Santa <laughs> but, Clauses but, isn't that great, huh? <laughs> no, 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 it's not. That, but <laughs> I, li- I like the first movie. It's great. I always, Dude, I think it's yeah. When in the in the fucking, it's a show now. But he yeah. was like. You know, this brings me back to 29 years ago. And I did the math. I went I went online. I was like, when did Tim Allen, the Santa Claus come out? And I'm pretty sure it was 90, I don't know, 96. Yeah, I remember like, seeing it, was, it in the theaters. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And I was like, damn, Time like, flies. again, like it hits sometimes where we're just like, damn, we're that old. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, man. Don't remind me. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it's, it's it, this scene to go back to this scene. And even as a kid. I always attracted to horror. So mm-hmm. even though this scene was kind of eerie and felt out of place when I was five or four years old watching this, I was still drawn to it. I was like, what yeah. is this green creature that this guy, and then the creature kind of breaks character and like puts its arm on its waist and stuff. And so yeah. it's obviously not a real monster, but in my mind, I'm like, what is this odd, strange thing? But that's what's so cool about it. Like, you know, there was a little scary moment there. Technically yeah. not a horror film, but the moment itself is horror. It's a fucking monster. Attacking Dude, that's, that's, a, that's a good pick. That's a really good pick. And honestly, the plot of the movie is pretty. It sounds like it would be a real, like a real thing. Like this family in a cabin on Christmas Eve and this alien creatures trying to attack them and they <laughs> yeah. have to fight it all. Like that's. I was like, damn, someone, I should write that script. Like, I, like that just sounds like a fun movie. I wish it was a real thing. And, uh, yeah, man, I feel more people need to talk about this scene. I wish it, it just was more in the zeitgeist. More people were just talking about it when it comes to, like, horror, holiday, Christmas so scenes So, I, I can stuff. share this. Like, so, I, I at one point, I kept talking about how I wanted to do, like, because of, like, the holidays being so... Like you expect me to do a, a black Christmas pairing. You expect me to do like silent night, deadly night pairings. I was like, yo, what can I throw in here? Um, that like, you know, is like, and I, I actually, here's what's funny. I, I was like, I would throw in Ernest saves Christmas. And I was, I actually didn't remember the horror movie mm-hmm. part in it. I just wanted to like, I was like, <laughs> I had it in my notepad. I was just like, yeah. I want to do that. And I was like national lampoons. He, he opens the garage and he has the, the Jason mask. But I actually like wrote it down without even remembering the that there's a horror movie within it, which yeah. is like maybe now I'll do like a joint. Me and you will like I'll, I'll do like a collaborative post <laughs> for sure, and, man. Um, and I'll give you the assist on it because I had it in my notepad, but not for that scene, right? Just like yeah. I'm like I don't care. I love Ernest, and like I want to do this just out of left field, right? Yeah. Now yeah. I have a connection. But the, the the one random fact that I had on my phone was I was going to do a Canadian whiskey. Because it was reindeer from Ontario, where I live, yeah. who were shipped down to Florida to yeah. do the scenes. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to do pretty cool. whiskey and then the connection there. <laughs> That's cool. And the, and the Clark Griswold, I was actually watching that last night. That's another, 
like nice little honorable mention that's horror adjacent in a Christmas yeah. film that I've seen merch made up of, of him with the hockey mask, with the chainsaw, yeah. you know, and at the end of the movie, he has a nervous breakdown. So it's perfect. You know, yeah. that visual of him with the chainsaw in front of the garage. Yeah. It's fucking great. I love it, man. That's another, I was literally like, watching that last night. I had it on. I, I love it. I, I think I watched it back to back. Like it was playing on AMC. It played and I caught it halfway through and then watched the first half. Like That's I watch it every year. <laughs> so good, man. It's just good that back in the day, these movies that weren't horror films had little little nuggets, little crumbs of horror in yeah. them. And they weren't trying to scare people, but they were definitely referencing things that were familiar. And I, but and I think I just, what's cool is that. like, not, and we can go off on a whole like tangent about this yeah. and I won't. Um, but like when we grew up in that time, right? Like um, it was so infused into pop culture. Like when you think like, you remember like, you know, Jason was on Arsenio Hall. Yeah, yeah and yeah. you know, and like when you think of Fry, um, Freddy Krueger, you're like, why was he was like a household name, dude? He like was there like was like MTV fucking, icon. At this yeah, point yeah, and it's 80s. like, oh, he was like a child killer, and they blurred the lines between what else he did with the children, and it got really weird. Yeah. Like, oh, let's let's make him a household name, and, he, <laughs> and like horror was so infused in that. So like, it's cool to like to remember those movies like Ernest and and National Lampoon's, where like even they're giving the nod because they know that it's at the forefront of like pop culture of course. and these iconic characters. And these are movies. But it's it's, a, whole new, it's yeah. a whole new segment you got here. Horror adjacent. Horror adjacent. And it's, 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 you're right. Because when you look at it, this is the late eighties. All those characters were like, they were up there with Michael Jackson and shit. So like, and Prince yes. and things like that. So they were just as popular and everywhere. You know, I have a Freddie pull string doll that I've had for years back there. And oh, cool. he had a toy aimed at children i've talked about it on the show before so i won't go yeah. into that but when you think about that it's pretty wild and and, and yeah. a movie like ernest saves christmas having a scene like this was definitely the seed for kids like us to be curious of yes. watching the more intense horror stuff at the time you know and that's kind yeah. of the it's stuff like this it's 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 the fault of this shit that we're the way we are today. So <laughs> that's why we're here now. And that's a good thing. So <laughs> no complaints here. Slay. Slay. Not slay. Slay. S L A Y. What? It's about an alien from outer space. And he comes and he terrorizes a bunch of kids over Christmas vacation. So those are some of our favorite holiday horror moments. Mike, thank you so much for joining me. It was a blast. Louis, thank you, because I just realized we need to do this more often <laughs> because I feel like we just opened up a bunch of other topics that we could uh, we could delve into the future. So please keep me in mind for the Halloween Havoc. I'd, I'd love to. to oh, you're, 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 you're coming back, man. You're don't. That's it. Right. You're, you're stuck now. <laughs> you're, you're definitely making another appearance very soon. <laughs> uh, I'm here for people, it, brother. <laughs> perfect. That's what I like to hear. Uh, where can people find you in Whiskey Morgue? Plug it all. Uh, all right, man. So uh, predominantly Instagram is where you'll find me kind of day to day pairing whiskey and horror and what other musings I have and whatever else I'm throwing online. Um, I have whiskeymore.com, which right now is more of the merch side of things. Um, some fun designs. And to be honest, like I create it all. I make it all. Literally, I'm sitting where I make it all. And um, and I make you fancy toe tags to tell you how you die. And um 
try to put a personal touch on it. But uh, whiskeymore.com, um, stay tuned. There might be more to come with that in terms of like longer format stuff on there. Um, and lastly, you can catch me on Rumor TV on uh, Horror on the Rocks, doing my thing over there where I kind of delve into, as I mentioned, things outside of whiskey. If you're not really uh, in, into whiskey and you want other drinks, other cocktails, mocktails, we're gonna we're gonna do it all and have some fun. But at the core, we're just trying to have some drinks and watch some movies and, and have a good time. So check it out, and I hope uh, hope to see you on there. Yes, go follow Whiskey Morgue everywhere. Show show Mike some love. You're doing good shit, man. I like everything you're doing over there. It's a lot of fun. Very informative as well. If you don't know anything about whiskey or horror, who knows? <laughs> Be sure to follow us at Haunted Hangover over on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Be sure to subscribe. Head over to hauntedhangover.com for links to our Patreon page where we have bonus spooky content. And as always, remember... The best cure for a hangover is... More booze. For real this time. (laughs) 